It's our top three one-hit wonders for directors. Welcome to another episode of Talk Talk Punch. Thank you so much to both our podcast listeners and our YouTube viewers for joining us. I am Brody, joined by Tudong Dylan. Hey! And the happy Hogan of this Stark Industries, Charlie Hickman. Well, nice to see you, boys. Thank you. A surprise out of left field. As always, Brody, your nicknames <laughs> never grow any less weird. <laughs> I try. I try. <laughs> All right. Well, if you haven't already, we'd love it if you subscribe so that way you can come back here every Wednesday to hang out with us and have some have some fun. Because this one, this one, folks. Oh boy. This one might be a little controversial. There may be some uh be nice to us in the comments, please, if you disagree with us. I mean, still leave a comment because it's good for the algorithm, but be nice about it because you may not agree with some of these. I was telling the guys in our pre-production meeting that I have some stuff that may ruffle some feathers. Dylan may have guessed mine already, but we'll see if he's correct. All right. <laughs> how, how, how are you guys feeling about this? How Good. did you guys, how did you guys make your list? Was it, was it just off memory? Was it just, well, how, how'd you do it? How'd you do it? Tudong? I, um, I wanted to make sure I knew what I was talking about, so I, I did a little bit of research. I was very not too wild card. I But, of course, my actual picks turned into kind of wild cards. But um, I went with, like, the top three, like, either, uh, you know, ones that, that I like, ones that I think maybe change certain things, like important movies in, you know, like the industry, and they're also just the directors never did anything else. Charlie, how about wild. you? Uh, you want my full methodology here? Because there's some science behind this. Uh, you know, I, you know, when we do these lists, I, I love to pull out the uh, the old Excel spreadsheets, the calculators. I like to get out my beakers, uh, my Bunsens, my honeydews. I like to get into the minutia. I like to grind the numbers, and I like to come up with facts based from science. Oh, uh, so I guess you know maybe I'll spotlight or highlight some of the methodology that I used to compile my list as I go through it. Okay. So. Nice. But I will say, you're sitting here saying you're going to ruffle some feathers. I don't think I will be ruffling a lot of feathers. So now I feel kind of bad. Maybe I, maybe my methodology was off. I feel like I've got a pretty benign list and the uh, I'm going to get a lot of owls watching mine because it's going to be a lot of who? Who? Owl jokes. Always classic. I kind of agree with that too. You may know the movie, but you, I mean, even I didn't know the names of these directors. Really? But I definitely, I know these movies. These movies are very, like, yeah. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Okay. Well, maybe we went about this all differently, because mine are definitely some some known people. Good people know nope. my people. So, and I just went with, like, you know what? They did one big thing that was popular, and they have, they have maybe they did other things, but they probably weren't as good. They never lived up to that one-hit wonder. No, all right, we we gotta start because I I can't wait to see your list. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, what did I say the order was? Is it Dylan? It's Dylan first. Then, yeah, Dylan, Dylan, me, Charlie. and then Charlie. Okay. Sounds like maybe you should have gone last, but that's okay. Let's go. Uh, let's go with a old, old two dong here. No, no, I yeah. think we're gonna we're gonna end on a safe note, Charlie. It's gonna be you. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. Well, two dong. What's your number three? My number three is, um, well, the director of the movie Mystery Men, Kinka Usher. 
Um, he quit directing feature films and focused on commercials. He, he did like a, a 2011 Super Bowl uh, commercial. Uh, yeah, I mean, hey, I love this movie. Cult classic. Uh, very, very ignored when it first came out. Did not make a lot of money, but I thought it was fantastic. It, it, like I said, became a cult hit. Uh, you know, maybe on video or something, ah, at least compared to what they did in the theaters. Um, but, I mean, he never did anything else, and this is basically the only thing he did. And let me tell you, I absolutely love this movie. Folks, if you have not seen Mystery Men, this is a really fun, fun movie with a lot of really cool actors, character actors. Yeah, that's interesting, because this had a huge cast. Like, yeah. oh. how did he get this job if he had never really done anything? Um, you know, I do not know. I have no clue. It probably, like, like, like I said, I don't know how he got here, but he just didn't do anything after this. Uh, I probably, like, a choice. He just didn't want to. And it makes sense. This didn't do well. Although, what a fun movie. I don't understand. This is one of those that if it came out right now, so many people would love this movie because it, sure. it basically ends up uh, superhero movies, which I think was fantastic. Excellently done all around. And he never did anything else. Interesting. All right. Well, how we got how we got the gig, I guess, will just remain a mystery, man. <laughs> and... Aha! Aha! You did it. Yep. All he right. said Dad the thing. Next. All right. So <laughs> mine is... It's almost someone that like, that like <laughs> Christopher it, Nolan. It's someone oh, that I and oh. I almost felt bad putting on, but then I didn't feel bad because I put him on. And that's Josh Trank. You guys familiar oh. with Josh Trank? His one hit yeah. wonder. He did Chronicle, that uh found footage. Uh, superhero movie kind of coming out like right at the start of the MCU. Mm. People were like, this movie is amazing. Michael B. Jordan, Dane DeHaan, like it, and it was, it was a cool movie. And, and then he went on uh, to do the fantastic four movie, which honestly, like one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I oh, actively hated my time watching it disliked it so much it's it's got a 4.3 on rotten tomato like horrible uh i don't remember what what chronicle was on, on rotten tomato or anything but that must be up um, there because that was that it, it, really it's up there i think it's in like the sevens or something like that but but it was like it it had kind of this underground hit vibe that like got people talking about it and they were like oh man josh drank what else is he gonna do you know he was signed on for the boba fett movie and then, you know, whether he quit or whether he was let go, you know, kind of like depending on what you read, you know, it was kind of like, oh, he's no longer doing a Boba Fett movie, you know, after, <laughs> you know, after Fantastic Four did really, really poorly and people really, really hated it. You know, he, he really let everybody know how much he hated it. Uh, you know, and then he did Capone in, in May of 2020, you know, which is like a great time to release a movie. It, but that's like a 4.7 on Rotten Tomato, you know. So, like, he, he and he hasn't done anything and he has nothing up, upcoming. 
you know, and so he kind of like he hit Chronicle and it was and it was cool and that was it. So I don't know if if we'll see Josh Trank make a comeback. He's got that fan four stick stuck on his record, man, and that is a stinker. So but Chronicle was cool. Check out Chronicle. It's another like superhero flick that like just got all this buzz. Mm-hmm. Also, Michael B. Jordan was in it before he really yeah. took off. It was, it was a cool one. So, there you go. Josh Trank. Good pick. Good pick. All right. So my number three. Uh, okay. So real quick, just I want to run through some of the highlights of my criteria. Uh, whatever the movie is that I'm considering to be their one hit has to be something that I feel like has legs to exist beyond the era that it was a hit in. So... Not only are we still watching it to this day after it was made, but I'm projecting 20, 30 years in the future, it'll still be something that exists. Uh, and then I wanted to make sure I wasn't picking directors that were too young, just because, you know, give them a shot. Give them a shot to, to maybe have something else. And uh, and so, you know, maybe uh, maybe there's a little uh, another movie or two by these directors that you could call decent, but uh, I think we can all agree that the one hit was the, the hit. So without further ado, uh, here's my number three. See if you guys can guess who the director is. Once you bring it up, though, the slide, though. All right. So National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. There he is. There's our guy who directed the famous Christmas film that will be watched on Christmases for many decades to come, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. This was written by John Hughes. And if you would ask me before I started doing research for this, who directed this movie, I would have said John Hughes. I wouldn't have felt good about it. But I knew he wrote it, and he always directs what he writes. So I would have thought, that's got to be the right answer, or at least it's the best one that I can come up with. The correct answer uh, is the world-famous Jeremiah S. Chechik. Uh, now, uh, that's him there, uh, oh. pictured there. So now you can uh, picture the face there. He was a very young director when he got hired for this. Uh, oh. And you guys may remember him. Uh, <laughs> it's I know you were just talking about how bad Fantastic Four was, but... Sometimes uh, the world doesn't agree in much. You know, we uh, we have a lot of disagreements out there in the streets. But I think there was a, a period of time where everyone agreed that the Avengers, not not Mar- not MCU Avengers, but 1998's Sean Connery oh, Avengers Sean was Connery, maybe the worst man. movie ever made. Oh, oh man. I watched that. That was so bad. That's Mr. Chechik here. So uh, you can thank him oh, for really? that. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. And... Fun fact, he didn't actually win the Razzie that year for it because of the remake of Psycho was so bad that uh, he got he got bailed out on that. But but he you know he has a very interesting career. You know he uh, he made uh, 1996 he made Diabolique with uh, Sharon Stone and oh, like yeah. famously it was just like a, a mess. Uh, and read some kind of fun interviews with him about that and how he just was kind of like got, felt like he got caught in between the studio and Sharon Stone and it was just like a just a horrible gobbledygook oh, of uh, just the. Te- egos and and tempers and things and uh, he did Benny and June which is not a bad movie uh, okay. it, it grossed eight million in the box office uh, it's it's opening I think twenty some odd total uh, global so not like a big hit but like a, a fine potatoes. movie but uh, other than that it's just been TV and and kind of downhill uh, since Christmas Vacation so that is my first entry I, I'm I'm sorry to upset any Chechik fans but uh, there he is huh. first entry in the Wonder Wonders. One. No That's idea that one. he directed Christmas Vacation. I would have said it was John Hughes too. But mm. all righty, number two. Number two. Go Hold ahead and on. bring it up, bro. 
The movie is a classic. Many people have watched it, mm. and it made one actor like a superstar, like a, and that is Risky Business. And I do not. I at the time, every time I've watched it, I had to. I still have to look up what his name is. And it is directed by Paul Brickman. And interestingly enough, this movie was a monster hit, huge. Not like I mean, it was critically praised and it did wonders at the box office it turned tom cruise into a like just like a superstar and oddly enough like the big studios came to to give have him direct other things and he decided to just not do anymore he literally <laughs> quit he actually i think left the country they say he went to i can't i don't know he's gone just gone between different countries but it doesn't look like he's going to come back and start directing. He has not done another movie <laughs> after this. And if he did, nobody's ever heard of it. It wow. may be some small, tiny film, but I mean, basically people are like, it. he hasn't done anything else after this. He literally stopped. I don't know if it's because he had a terrible experience or he thought he couldn't do anything better than this. I have no idea, but I mean, this this movie made a lot, like it, it changed a lot of things movie-wise. Yeah, you know, the business and all that kind of thing. Even just bringing Tom Cruise to where he is. Uh, I mean, and he, like I said, he chose just nothing else. It's weird. I mean, he, like, yeah, that's, a, I don't know what else to say, but I mean, I think this movie is hilarious. I, love, I, I really enjoy it. Well, and this poster says written and directed by Paul Brickman. Wow, he wrote it too? I don't, I mean, I don't get it. Maybe he was just like, hey, I'm finished. Oh, weird. He just disappeared. Yeah. That's really strange. I had no idea. I made my money and I'm out. <laughs> you could you can read some. I I because I, I I looked at this for 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 the list. Uh, you can read like he had some good interviews about it and you know shared some, you know some regrets. I and like, he got offered some big some big gigs uh, that he kind of passed on. Uh, some big kind of like career making things that he was like nah. Uh, so yeah, you know follow your bliss. But I will say Bronson Pinchot and Curtis Armstrong as like the buddies of Tom Cruise. That yeah. might be the best like teen movie buddies of all time. Definitely, fantastic. <laughs> Bing, if you don't know who they are, Bingham. 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 Make sure you Bingham. All right, my number two is one who I think is uh, probably pretty well known to these types of lists. One big hit, and then a lot of other movies. <laughs> that's m night Shyamalan. Ooh! now wow. i now hey that yes. yeah, sixth sense huge hit right put him on the map got him all sorts of acclaim got him all sorts of attention and yep. and i love unbreakable but unbreakable was not a big hit it, it that's true it was a smaller movie i think it got a lot less eyes on it and then all the other big movies that came out weren't very good. You know, like you get the happening in there. You, I think signs has oh. fans. I think village was kind of a mess. Which like one? Signs. Village. Yeah, I like the village. Yeah. It's, it's at that point that I, I was just like, what the hell is he doing? And then next thing you know, he does lady in the water. And I'm like, this is preposterous. I won't be, I won't be fooled again. I can't believe I got fooled into seeing glass. I can't believe it. Unbelievable. And he makes it horribly. He and, deserves and, to be on this list, bro. He deserves to be on this list. And it feels like all his other movies have just been smaller. 
Like I, I watched old on streaming and it was, it was fine, but it was like, I don't even remember this being in theaters. And then the yeah. cabin, uh, knock on the knock at the cabin. I watched that on streaming. I, that was another like small thing. And I really didn't care for that. movie. So it's, you know, he hit like, like super high, like right out the gate with Sixth Sense. And then it's just kind of been like everything People else is just. He's going to be like the next Spielberg. Yeah. I, he called himself like the next Spielberg, I believe. <laughs> it was, I mean, he was. Out freaking arrogant. Unbelievable. And so, yeah. So, so that's, that's my number two. I, he was like immediately on my list and I was kind of like, where does he fall? Is he number one? Is he number three? And I was like, ah, you know what? Like. I'll just drop him at number two. That's fine. You know, you're you're kind, bro, because I don't. He wasn't good enough to be on my list. I'm like, this is a top <laughs> three, not a bottom three. He would definitely be in the bottom three based on just the last Airbender alone. <laughs> the last Airbender. I forgot he did the last Airbender. <laughs> I would watch that, and I'm like, I cannot believe this. Oh it's really, man, it's really good anime, but uh, yeah. I'm... All right, so. now, Brody, I will, uh, like, my only pushback here. Okay. And I, I don't know how we're defining hit. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, Signs made over 400 million gross worldwide. I mean, that was a, that was a big movie. Like, uh, whether, you know, whatever your feelings were on it, I mean, that was, uh, that's a pretty good return. I was only 200 million or so less than, than Six Cents. Village made over 200 million worldwide. But the spirit of what you're saying, I get it. I'm just nitpicking here. I'm just throwing out a little pushback because the people watching might have a little pushback. Sure. I like signs. I He takes swings much like the character in signs. You just, you got to take swings. Doesn't take swings. Uh, he takes like ego trips. That's what he takes. <laughs> all right. Oh, well, I'll, I'll let you guys handle the M- M9 Shyamalan. Hey, you don't need me to jump on that, that wagon because it is full. Uh, but I will say it has led to some wonderful robot chicken sketches uh, <laughs> where he comes out and he's like, what a twist. Uh, every time <laughs> something happens. Um, well, and but, I, but, uh, I think I, I hear what you're saying. I think with signs, I've I've heard just as many people who really don't like it, you know, okay. as sure. and so I feel like Sixth Sense is mostly universally praised. Like, granted, okay. not everything's 100 percent, but for the most part, people are like, Man, Sixth Sense was great, you know. And then everything else has been like, ah, it was fine. Oh, I really hated the end. I really hated the twist. Yeah, I mean, he deserves to be on a one-hit wonder list, just not on the top three. <laughs> I, I, I agree. And like, according to my own criteria, I mean that he kind of fits fits in the mold anyway. Because I don't, as much as I, I mean, I, I like Sixth Sense. I think that'll still be watched twenty years from now. I don't know if the other things from his catalog. 20 yeah. years from now are still going to be in rotation. I, sure. Science was fun to see in the theater, and it was kind of a cool little movie. But hating on it, I don't know why. All right, anyway. So, All right, Charlie, you're number two. My number two uh, will be hard to argue with. When you see this little fella pop up on the screen, go ahead and pop him up there. And I say little, I don't know, he's uh, in his 60s now. But this <laughs> is, uh, you guys know you guys know the, the director here? Old David, David Mickey Evans. Uh a man so nice, they named him thrice. This guy says that when he's in airports, people yell, you're killing me, Smalls, Adam. And I just like to really? tell those people that they are they are big. I, I'm, I thought I was a huge fan of the Sandlot. I could I could be, he could be in this room right now. And I, w- I still wouldn't quite know what he looks like because the pictures online are usually he's wearing a hat. 
I don't know that I that there's like a scenario unless he's wearing a T-shirt that says I'm David Mickey Evans and I directed the Sandlot and wrote it. Does does he I would, does, I would recognize him? Does he have a Sandlot tattoo on his arm? Is that what that is? Uh, I can't zoom in uh, on that picture that I chose, but that wouldn't surprise me. It looks like he's got a tattoo right he, right below the T-shirt line that says the Sandlot. Which I would think so, if you're in an airport and you saw somebody, you would say that more than like maybe recognizing it's like him. just like reckon, you didn't recognize him. He's just like the tattoo. That's hey, that's that's fair. You know what? Uh, if, 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 ever, if ever I see a guy the Sandlot tattoo, uh, no matter what he looks like, I'm just going to assume he's the director. Uh, right. And I'm gonna talk to him. But he, so he has an interesting story. So he he was the director of a, of a, a little a little 80s movie or, or oh no, excuse me, early 90s movie called Radio Flyer. Which, oh, yeah. But he was fired from that. And what? so he, so he, he recalls being told that you, everyone in Hollywood gets a second chance, but not everyone gets a third. And Ooh. so he went home after getting fired and he started writing the script for that became the Sandlot and was just like seriously invested in kind of making sure that whatever he did second was going to be good enough for him to kind of stick around and have the kind of career in Hollywood that allows you to direct Beethoven's third and Beethoven's fourth and the Sandlot two and Ace Ventura, Pet Detective Jr., the TV movie. Oh, uh, no. And... <laughs> so this poor guy, I mean, he has this, this you know, uh, this his hit movie that is so endearing to so many generations of baseball fans and just families, uh, but really has struggled, I think, to find uh, momentum to do anything outside of that. Or maybe he just doesn't want to uh, at this point. Uh, Certainly in the interviews that I read with him, he wasn't saying like, gosh, I really hate that people know me for the Sandlot and, and, and trying to spit on the fans of the Sandlot. Uh, he was pretty, you know, pretty excited that, that, that that's what he's known for. And, and quite frankly, I would be too. It's a, it's a masterpiece as a, as a baseball film fanatic. Uh, and he has a new uh, uh, untitled Sandlot prequel, which, you know, hey, the Sandlot 2, no good. But maybe the untitled Sandlot prequel will be magic. I don't know. It could be. But for now, uh, my number two... Uh, He's killing me, Smalls. Uh, he wrote, directed it. Uh, God bless him. But uh, go watch Beethoven Fourth, and because maybe that's great. Uh, and and let me know. Ace Ventura Junior. <laughs> I did not know that existed, and now it kind of uh, maybe I feel like maybe we should watch that as a channel. It's a TV Please, movie. No. Maybe we should just all watch that together. I've seen the poster of like Isn't Jamie Kennedy in that starring in that. Oh wait, that's the TV no, show. That, you said. No, the Jamie Kennedy was in the Mask. Oh, right. That's right. No, the Ace Ventura, they picked like some 10 year old kid that I'm guessing just does like an Ace Ventura impression the whole time. It's really bad. (laughs) Josh, Josh Flitter is his name. I'm not sure um, if that's really pinging with people, but he was a young bully in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. So uh, that is a good movie. So he's got that going for him. But all right. right. Moving on to number ones. Ah. Guys, I'm scared. I I don't know if I want to do mine. Okay. Dylan, go. Dylan, go while I contemplate. You can't change it now. You gotta, I can't change it now. Oh, no. What have I done? What have I done? I think I know who it is. I'm, I'll, get, I'll, I'll save my guess, though. Okay, Tudong. As I was saying, this movie actually changed a lot of things in the film history. In film uh, I don't know, history, whatever it is. Um, they brought back and severely popularized the found footage movie, The Blair Witch Project. And if you were to ask me who directed that, I would have no clue. I'd be like, what 
the actors maybe no not the actors i know that there was end of the road anyways so you want to put the poster up road oh daniel Merrick <laughs> and eduardo sanchez I know they've done other things afterwards. I'm not exactly sure what, but they never made another. They never co-directed another movie again. But this movie absolutely changed the landscape on on movies. It was made for, some people say $7,000. Some people say $37,000. Either way, that is shockingly little amount of money. And I think it made, wasn't it around, it was more than $500 million. Uh, is that right? I don't know how you would know, but I think you would know. But either way, I'm I'm uh, I think it's around five hundred million. But I mean, the return on investment on that is staggering. It has like the highest like uh like profit made from a film uh, it, and its actual budget. It's just ridiculous. And I could not tell you who they were, nor could I tell you what they have done since. I still can't say what they've done since. I know they have other things and they've been working and they've tried other things, but they they really went their own way and just this movie was so important like i said and at the same time they never like they never did anything after that really like i'm i know they tried doing different things but they it, none of it was as prolific as the blair witch project so as far as budget goes according to imdb so take it with a grain of salt but the budget was estimated for 60,000 and grossed 248 0.6 million worldwide. Still, so much. That's yeah, it's a tremendous profit. Tremendous, shocking profit. I'm I, I shouldn't have said so much because now it sounds a lot worse. <laughs> it sounds like they made wait from way oh, too man. much. I mean, but I mean, like, era it adjusted was... too. And that was wow. like all word of mouth too. Like just I, like it started I, off like in just a few screens and kind of built. That was a. Uh, I was gonna say they, I I I feel like a lot of that money was probably going towards marketing because i remember like the marketing and the promotional stuff that was coming out around this was so well huge they they did the internet before it was like a a big thing and it oh they they did it right whatever they did it was genius their marketing was fantastic i mean there's not going to be a somebody said was like oh did you ever think that this was actually like re, re, for real and i was like first of all that would be a snuff film, and that would be very illegal. You can't see something like this. Come on. And also, why would there be a writer and director? Hmm? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it really be real. But wow, that they made it seem so real. Even, I mean, with the marketing alone, people were sending gift cards to the actors' parents because they thought <laughs> they were dead. <laughs> wow. Yeah. The actors did not go on to do other things also. Although I will say Heather from this was in uh, season one, uh, one episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> he was the one who was saying like, hey, Charlie, this is your kid. And it turns out it's not his kid. <laughs> and then they made Blair Witch 2, which was nothing like the first one. I don't know if, I don't think they directed that. And if they did, it was only one of them. Because like I said, they never co-directed again. I can't but imagine I, they had anything to do with the second one. It, that seemed like a really doubt it. I know yes. that they, they had something to do with the other one, the third, the one that came out recently. I think they had something to do with it, but I'm not sure if that it was the directing. And if they did, it really didn't do well because, and I can't even really think of the name of it. It's like Blair Witch or something, right? <laughs> the Blair Witch. I'm like, it was, it was just Blair Witch. Yeah, I was like, it's, I, know, I just kind of threw it out there. It was called The Project. The Project. Or The Blair Witch. That's okay. my number one. All right. So I have my That's number one. 
I have my number one, right? And I was, I felt so confident as I was doing it. And I, according to kind of how I built this list off of like, they did something that was really good. And then they may have done other things. And those other things could have still been successful, but maybe not as well received. Um, and we were having our pre-production meeting and I, and I mentioned, I said, I think I'm going to, I might upset people with my list, especially my number one. And, and I, I stand by that. So if you're upset by this, I'm, I'm really sorry. Come on, let's see. And Dylan pretty much, Dylan was like, well, as long as you don't have M night Shyamalan or George Lucas on your list. And I was like, Oh, son of a gun. Yes. <laughs> Cause, cause Okay, so let's talk about George Lucas for, for Two out of three. Right? Like, he does Star Wars. Like, changes cinema. One of the best movies ever made, ever. It made one of the most, created one of the most successful franchises in, in history. Um, didn't do the second one, which is, what like, the best one. Didn't do the third one, which is still pretty good. Didn't do anything else. I, if you had asked me, I would have been like, "Oh yeah, he directed Howard the Duck." No, apparently not. He was just involved with it, but that wouldn't have helped the case. I thought he directed it. He didn't direct it. I did too. Um, he, of course, he he was like a producer or something. He was involved with it, but didn't direct it, and didn't direct anything. I mean, aside from THX one one three eight and uh, American Graffiti that he did before Star Wars, which were both very small movies. Um, he didn't do anything. He didn't direct anything else until Phantom Menace. And then he did all three prequels, which I love how he put his name on the other two, like, like Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. I love that. I'm like, Oh really? You directed that. Oh, okay. Okay. I believe you. (laughs) Um, so then he does the prequels and like, they're just not great. And yes, they made a ton of money. And so like he would not fit on Charlie's list. Charlie's list is is very like analytical and makes sense. Mine is purely just like, yeah, Vibes. he 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 did a great movie and then it didn't do good movies. And like George Lucas, hey, like genius marketing guy, right? Like for sure, one of the greatest marketing minds ever. Marketing? The way the way he marketed Star Wars, the the way he he. He did all the merchandising and the toys. No, no, mer- merchandise. Merchandising. That that he's a genius at because he I merchandise. Would, I would roll that all into marketing. Anything. I don't think he did anything with marketing. Don't give him that kind of that's I, like saying he he uh, made such a wonderful score that he, the movie was made by the score. Thanks, George Luke. He didn't do that. He didn't do marketing. I I'd put it all I'd put merchandising under marketing. But whatever. Um and so, yeah, so he just, and he hasn't done anything since he's only done Star Wars, really, aside from those first two things. And the first one, like I said, is great. One of the best movies ever. And then has not done anything like it. Not that you can. If you make the first Star Wars, good luck trying to make anything on par with the first Star Wars. But, yeah. And I know. Which is even better. The You know, the prequels have their fans. I know. I know. I'm just not a fan. Uh they're nowhere near the first Star Wars, which to me, one hit wonder Star Wars, everything else is like way far below it. So I'm sorry if you love George Lucas and if you love the prequels and you think the prequels are better than the original, I disagree. I think 
He's a one-hit wonder. And I said it. Let us know why, if you you believe that, because I'm genuinely curious. I'm not being patronizing or sarcastic. If the prequels are, in fact, better in your eyes, I'm just curious as to why. Although, if you did say Ewan McGregor, I would understand that. That makes sense. That was great. Hey, guys, if we're still doing this podcast in four years, we got to do something for the 50th year anniversary of the original Star Wars film. Yes. We're going to, we'll binge all of them and record the whole thing. Oh wow! And then, and then you, you guys are both gonna have to write George Lucas an apology letter. So uh, that's right. I don't know about that. I think he owes me an apology letter, and Brody, and you, and hey, the world. We're, sit, we're sitting here forty six years later, still talking about this movie that he made. So uh, you, you know, it's all right. He's a one hit uh, wonder. He had a hit. Yeah, it was a big hit, huge hit. Hey, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not even. Gonna, I'm not even gonna try to push back on you guys. Take the but funny enough that you're talking about George Lucas and that you alluded to some other things. All right. Now, for those of you watching at home, okay. without looking it up on the internet, who directed Return of the Jedi? Who, re- who directed Empire Strikes Back? Larry Kessler. Irvin Kirshner. Irvin so Kirshner. I, oh, he- so I did say for those of you watching at home, so without looking oh, it up. Did you? I did. Yeah. So, but, but thanks for, for spoiling the, uh, the answer. For the <laughs> so... Re- <laughs> So Return of the Jedi was Richard Marquand, and and then, uh, as you said, uh, Irvin Kirshner was the director of Empire Strikes Back. And in, in my mind, like, so hard to come up with a better one hit. I, I wanted to put them both on here, and quite frankly, I could have, um, because both of their c- careers just, I mean, it's h- so hard to compare it to two of, like, the best, the best movies of all time. <laughs> uh, but Empire was the better movie. I think we, I think we all can kind of admit that. Yeah, uh, and also, uh, he's had... Uh, the more like an enigmatic career. Uh, Lucas uh, told uh, Kirshner that he wanted him to direct this because he was, he knew everything about Hollywood, but he wasn't Hollywood. Uh, and he was like a, like a, a co- like a teacher of, of, of Lucas's and he came in and he directed this. Um, and you know, he's done some other things and th- look, I, I'm fully like ready to admit that part of, part of why I view this in such a scope may just simply be because he made movies in the sixties. And maybe they were great, and maybe everyone was like, oh my gosh, did you see the new Irvin Kirshner movie, The Return of a Man Called Horse in 1976, or The Flim Flam Man in 67, or The lucky, uh, the Luck of Ginger <laughs> Coffee in 64. But they're movies that I've never heard of. The ratings aren't particularly high on any of the you know film rating sites. So nothing that I felt like, oh gosh, this is going to really blow up my face. Brody, I know you're a huge RoboCop 2 fan, oh. uh, which he did in 1990. Uh Wait, so Kirshner I, did RoboCop two? Yeah, he did RoboCop two, um, and so I, I I know that that's that's that puts him right on the edge of having two great movies. Uh, and, and, he, that, and, oh, and Robo, oh, RoboCop oh, two, by oh, the way, a lot, lot happening. In that the movie. last movie he ever directed uh, that that just ended it for him. <laughs> he did one episode of Sequest in '93, and then he was like, <laughs> "All right, you know what? I am out of here." So his. So, which with, with with Jonathan Brandis, who famously tried to become uh, so it, there's it's six degrees of, of Star Wars separation. Um, Kirshner was approached uh, to to direct Return of the Jedi, but he's like, nah. It took me like three years to prep for this. I'm out. Uh, he said he would love to do the prequels if they had been uh, you know sooner, but unfortunately they were not, uh, or fortunately I don't, I don't even know anymore. Um, I, he also did the ne- Never Say Never again, like the fake the fake James Bond movie oh, that wasn't like okay. a real. That's right. I was waiting for that one. Nice. That was, so bad. that was terrible. 
So <laughs> not, not a lot of hits, uh, except for, except for empire. And this is a good like bar bet because like this, it's just like, if you're not like really looking this stuff up and into like the, you know, the directors and things, it's so easy to attach like the producers and the, you know, like Lucas yeah. and you, and, and you, you know, you, people who swear up and down that Spielberg directed one of the star Wars movies. Like there's just like a, you'll find, you can, we can win some bar bets on the, uh, on, said Larry uh, Kasdan and he was the writer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the on, on the Return of the Jedi or the Empire Strikes Back front. So I mean, this is my number one, my, my entry for uh, for for my one hit wonder. Very nice. Oh. Good. That was that's that's a good one. That's a good. One. I, I'm surprised mm-hmm. I went with George Lucas over over Kirchner. But... Well, I'm glad you did because then we got we got a, yeah. a little diversity. It's true. It's true. You got, you got you got to vent your feelings of hatred for poor poor old George. I don't uh, hate him. No, I. What? He still came up with Star Wars. Do you know how many Kurosawa movies basically he just kind of took from <laughs> put into that? It's kind of embarrassing if you watch them. If you were to say, like, he created Indiana Jones, I would have been like, you're right. Okay, you're right. Well, he created Indiana Jones. How about that? Well, and you're right. <laughs> and you're right. And then and then he wrote Crystal Skull, right? So. All right. You guys have anything else to add to this? This was this was fun. It stressed me out as the, the anticipation built. It stressed me out, and I really questioned whether I did the right thing. But now that it's out, I'm kind of like, oh, I'm kind of at peace now. Okay. I I, I, I just want I want to throw one name out there, I, uh, Bob Clark, because uh, I, I started thinking of movies that like I'm like oh, I don't know who directed A Christmas Story. Uh, but that's a movie that's got legs and, and, and obviously, and so I'm like, okay, who's that? And it's like, oh, Bob Clark. Okay. Well, what else did he direct? He couldn't have directed anything else. Good. Uh, it turns out he directed Bla- the black Christmas horror movie in 1974 and, and, por- and also Porky's like, what a weird, what a weird oh. filmography to go wow. from like one of the original slasher horror films to like Porky's Porky's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and then and then into a christmas story uh just such a weird like huh. little and and then like it, just a, a it's a bizarre like career um but anyway uh i just wanted to to, to spotlight old, old bob clark here there you go hey, bob you know, clark. there's another spotlight and a very little known actor marlon brando directed a film of course it wasn't a hit nor was it critically praised so he, he was like a no-hit wonder <laughs> I, I, I did forget to mention that there there have been some actors who have directed like one or two yeah. like good movies and then just never done it again. I, I, sure. I, actors get enough credit. Want to shine the spotlight on? Well, yeah. I wanted to shine the spotlight on some names that don't get enough recognition. Brody just wanted to burn them down to the ground <laughs> with flames, <laughs> flames. George Lucas sitting in his in his couch watching watching Talk Talk Punch, going, "Hey." Yeah, his his billion dollar couch and his billion dollar mansion on his billion dollar ranch. Yeah, I feel bad Get for you. Get my lawyers on the phone. I'm gonna market. <laughs> market. That's exactly how we talked about it. That is a perfect George Lucas impression. You've never heard. Uh, it is true. All right, Charlie, All you right. want to wrap well, us thank, up? Yeah, thank you for joining us. If if you have some one hit wonder directors that you come that come to mind for you, make sure you leave them in the comments below. Uh, if you like some of the movies that we talked about tonight, make sure you leave that in the comments below. Uh, it's kind of fun looking through all these uh, older films and kind of and hop on the nostalgia train with us. Uh, and if you think uh, Brody's a little bit uh, a little bit too spicy, let us know. Or if it's just the right amount of spice, it'll make his it'll make him feel better. He feels bad. Cheer him up. So we'll see you next time. Like and subscribe. Bye.